Welcome to the podcast. Brad Davis here, your host in creating the most successful version of you. I'm a WA-based personal trainer, gym owner, business coach, and entrepreneur. My intentions for this podcast in creating the most successful version of you is to meet up with people who are creating success in their own life, whatever that means to them. On today's podcast, we have a massive name in the Mandra community. It's Mr. Mayor Reese Williams of Mandra. Now, Reese has inspired me for years. I first met Reese a few years ago. He did a public talk. Uh, it was something to do with the with the Peel Thunderbirds Football Club, and the way he spoke was just absolutely sensational. And I think he's just an absolute top guy above what what else he's achieved through his time. So, guys, there's some massive gold nuggets dropped today. I really hope you enjoy the podcast with Mr. Mayor Reese Williams. G'day guys, welcome back to the podcast. We've had a little bit of a break due to the COVID-19 that's uh, been well throughout the world really, but we're back and I'm super, super excited today to have Mr. Mayor Reese Williams, Mayor of Mandra on board today. Reese, how are you, mate? Great, Brad. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Oh, pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm in the council chambers today. It feels very professional. I feel like I sort of <laughs> suited up or something like that, but that's, he's making me feel comfortable because he's giving me a little bit of electricity and I've got a pen as well, so I feel right at home here. Yeah, anyone's welcome here, mate. Yeah. It's the people. Corridors. Yeah, mate, that's great. <laughs> so uh, this podcast is all about success. Um, now, that's a funny word, success, because it, it has so many different meanings to different people. Um, now, the reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast is, number one, you actually inspire me big time, and I know you inspire a lot Thanks, of people mate. as well. You're well-spoken, and the thing, when you start talking, I just want to listen. So if I want to listen, I feel that there could be other people that want to listen we'll as well. Find out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out what the ratings on this podcast. Mate, I think another thing is um, you've done really well for yourself, you know? So, mate, we'll get into your story very soon, but success, what does the word actually success mean to you? I think that's such an interesting question and an interesting word. And I I think um, it's really good to take a moment just to reflect on what success does mean for us because I think, uh, you know, without too much thought, it can sometimes mean quite material things. Uh, But if we actually dive a little bit deeper and, and really reflect on, well, what does success mean to me? I think that can be a really good roadmap for you. Um, I think it became quite clear to me quite early on in my life that one of the driving factors for me in, in living a fulfilled life, which is maybe the word that I sometimes use to replace the word success, is about freedom. Um, and, and I don't just mean um, financial freedom, although that definitely is a thing for me. It's, it's, filled, it's freedom to be able to make choices about the direction that I want to head. Uh, I want to, at the end of my life, look back and say, you know, that I had a, a big, fulfilling uh, and interesting and exciting life. And I was told as a young person from my dad that if you want to think about what you should be doing tomorrow and the next day, you should think about what you want to reflect on when you're old uh, and make steps today that kind of lead towards that. And so for me, um, success is definitely about my freedom. It's my freedom to be able to make my own choices, uh, do the things that I want to do, travel to the places that I want to travel, and have that, that sense of freedom that, that I think without, uh, it would be very hard to feel successful or fulfilled or whatever word you use for that. Yeah, absolutely. I loved how you, not replaced, but for, for lack of a better term, did kind of replace it with fulfilled and freedom, which is two areas that, that I want to get into today as well. Because in your role, I feel that could be quite a... Um, 
uh, for lack of a better term as well, pressurised or stressful mm. environment and, mate, you handle it really well. Well, to the outside perspective, you handle <laughs> sure. it really well. Some so. days. Most days I hopefully <laughs> try to. Uh, but I think for me, freedom is really about that mindset. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that, you know, people often say, oh, uh, being busy. And I think, well, you know, busy is a choice. You can decide to be busy or you can decide to you know, just work through the things that you've got to get through. Sometimes busy beware is a bit of a badge of honour. You yeah. know, I'm busy. But yeah. but to me, f- busy is almost kind of a counter freedom. So so I, I like to think of freedom as a mindset of being able to sort of look at, okay, do I have the options in front of me right now to be able to make my own choices? And, and one of the reasons that that's great is on a bad day, and we all have them, um, knowing that you're in this environment or for whatever reason it's not so great, uh, that it's your choice to be there mm. is quite an empowering thing. It's quite good to be able to say, well, I'm having a shit day today, but, or, you know, a shit week or whatever, but uh, this is my choice. And so if I'm choosing to be here, I better choose to make the most out of it. And to me, that's one of the reasons that I use freedom as kind of a key motivator. Awesome. Is if you don't have that sense of freedom uh, and your choices are being determined by um, the actions of others, then that, that puts you in, I think, a pretty hard spot. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I definitely resonate with that. So, mate, what I was really excited to get into were basically just just your story and just where it all started and kind of key components throughout. So, mate, microphone back to you. Take it away. It's another interesting question because I think, you know, it's sometimes interesting to look back from a point in time and see uh, that there's some order and sequence to things. But as you're living it day to day... It, it's all kind of random. Um, I grew up proud West Australian, grew up uh, in Perth and then uh, moved to Mandra when I was about um, eight. And one of the great things about moving to Mandra was that everything that I love about life and everything that I loved about life when I was eight um, is outside. You know, I love the beach. I love uh, hanging out with my friends outdoors, just doing whatever. And so we moved down here. It was at a really interesting time for us because... Um, gone through a family breakdown and so my dad and my little brother and I moved down to Mandra and we're really I'm really fortunate to have two great parents just didn't work out for them but um, we got to uh, sort of see mum on the weekends and then um, hang out with dad during the weekend and, okay. and I often look back at that time and probably only a couple of years ago did I work out how formative um, that family breakdown mm. was for me and, yeah. and how I kind of it really brought in some key factors of my life that are still very prevalent today uh, so you know being the oldest uh, and my, my younger brother was six years younger than me and dad had just started a business as a way of being able to sort of support the family uh, there was a, a, a leadership role in the family I guess in terms of helping to bring my little brother up and um, also you know just learning about this sort of different different environment that I found myself in um, independence and having to make my own choices at an early age some of those key um, learnings that came out of what was a pretty difficult time for me um, have really, I guess, f- put in some key foundations for, for life and I continually kind of enjoy the benefit of those lessons. So um, that, that's sort of where it began. And then, and then moving to Mandra um, was really awesome. Like I said, I just loved, I loved Mandra then. I love it now. I feel like I just, in fact, at the time, I remember telling some of my friends at my old primary school in Perth, I was in year four, uh, that I'm moving to Mandra and they all were just amazed that you could live there because it's the place that everyone else goes to for holidays. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I always remind myself of that, you know, that I live in the place that people decide to come for holidays. How, how fortunate am I? Yeah. Um, 
and you know I guess that probably later on in the the journey led me to um, want to contribute to Mandurah and ultimately become the mayor. Um, I really loved school. I wasn't a very athletic kid, but um, you know, school school was a, a thing that sort of I I enjoyed and did did pretty well at. And then when I was in uh, in my last year of high school, I made the decision. Uh, sort of, this is about the lamest rebellion that anyone's ever had. But <laughs> I made the decision to leave school uh, halfway through year twelve and set up a not for profit organisation. Um, doing sort of like community and youth development because wow. I'd been involved as a volunteer in some community projects that I really loved and there was a bit of an opportunity for me to, to start my own thing. And I remember I had this teacher who said to me, you know, this decision that you're about to make um, will change the course of your life. And she definitely meant it in a negative way, like, <laughs> I, you know, that it will ruin your life. Um, but actually that decision, um, supported by my parents, which I was grateful for, um, was another one of those key milestone moments because even though I wouldn't have recognised it at the time, it taught me about, um, again, the power of your own choices, but also um, sometimes the power of forging your own path rather than following a path that's sort of laid out from by you for, um, for you by others. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I did that for a while um, and, and did some, some other stuff and worked, you know, both here in Mandra around Western Australia and did some stuff internationally as well in this community building space. That's great. And then became a mayor. So, um, it's, yeah, it's been, I feel very grateful. Uh, it's been, you know, really, lots of really exciting and interesting challenges that have yeah. been thrown up along the way that I've loved. That's great. That word challenges, you, everybody's had their fair share of challenges. And in challenging times, I feel that sometimes it can bring the worst out of someone mm-hmm. and sometimes it can bring the best out of someone. And there's a lot of things that go into this, like the support that's surrounding them at that time, their mindset, where they've been, where they've come from, all those things. You mentioned that you had some pivotal points there leaving uh, in year 12, obviously your parents leaving, stuff like that. I heard a lot of positive energy and a lot of positive reinforcements come after that. What, what gives you that power? Um, I remember my dad saying to me as a young kid, um, sometimes do things the hard way because you'll learn more from it and um, it's a really good practice for life. And, and I kind of live by that a bit, that I think um, sometimes life's meant to be hard and you know, our goal hopefully is to make it a little bit easier for people that are doing it particularly tough. But, but I think at an individual level, um, hard or challenge um, are where we, we learn the most about ourselves. And, and I think if we're not kind of inspired um, or motivated to learn about ourselves, and I know you know this because I know you, you have lots of practices in your own life that are all about learning about yourself. Um, if you don't know yourself and you're not committed to learning about yourself, then um, we can quite easily slip into this sort of victim mentality when things happen to us, yes. right? Yes. But when you own it and say, you know, everyone's a teacher and everything life is a teaching... Um, then when those challenges do come along, although they might be hard, uh, you can really take a lot out of them. Yeah. And um, I don't know, the people that I'm most inspired by during challenging times, they use those times to be able to grow and to be able to learn about themselves. And uh, those people that don't, as I said, they often slip into, this is happening to me and, and I'm a victim of this. And I've never seen growth come from a victim mentality. I've only ever seen growth come from really owning it and saying, I'm going to do something with this. And Great so, wording. Yeah. I totally agree. I definitely resonate with that as well. Yeah. yeah, I love it. We just spoke about pivotal moments in the mindset throughout these times and well as well and where that came from with your father saying that. Yeah. So you mentioned that pivotal moments being, you know, your, your parents splitting up and then taking that leadership of the role of bringing up your young brother and um, also leaving year 12. 
Is there any other pivotal moments throughout that time that really kind of stand out to you? I mean, I guess, again, it's, it's a, it, it looks random as you're experiencing it. And then when you look back on your yeah. life today, yeah. you go, oh, there was some sequence in that yeah. or whatever. Um, probably in my adult life, uh, you know, running an organization was pretty challenging at a young age. I didn't really know what was going on. And I sort of, uh, you know, someone said to me once, you, you know, just fake it till you make it. And uh, <laughs> I sort of lived by that, uh, lived by that and I, probably shouldn't say this but someday still live by that uh, as <laughs> I think you think you live by that everyone <laughs> sure. else does not agree with you they, sure, they, they right, know man. you own it <laughs> there are, obviously I've convinced them um, but uh, I think in, in 2013 um, I, I had a really interesting year in that I, I set a goal uh, prior to that to become a Mandra's mayor yeah. I served four years on the council um, as an elected representative and um, the mayor at the time Paddy Creevy had said to me Oh, you know, I'm retiring. I think you'd make a great mayor, and you know, would you think about it? And I was 24 at the time, so wow. that was ridiculous. Um, but I put my hand in the ring, and uh, you know, again, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and uh, on the 19th of October, 2013, uh, at about 7:30, I was uh, uh, I won the election. I became the mayor of Mandra for I 27 minutes, yeah. and there was oh. a, a recount, and uh, I'd won by <laughs> two votes out of about 20,000 votes. Wow. And 27 minutes later, nothing went wrong in my first term, I always tell people, because it was only 27 <laughs> minutes. Uh, I, I lost the election by two votes. And, and that, that wasn't... Wow. That wasn't... Uh, that was a tricky thing, because I'd set my mind to something and I had a goal. But yes. I guess immediately after that, um, I had a, a relationship breakdown. I was, was with a person for a long time, like about eight years. And, wow. and then uh, things didn't work out between us. And then shortly after, the organisation that I'd started as a... As a teenager, went through a really significant transformation, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to like carry it through that time. And and again, they're not like in themselves um, shocking stories. But what what I learned during that phase of these three things happening sequential, all in the space of a few months, was a little bit about my own, um, I guess, uh, the importance of being vulnerable and and uh, putting yourself out there. And mm. sometimes it's not going to work out. And again, you can learn a lot from that. But also uh, had clarified for me what was important to me. And, yeah. and again, uh, that was probably a reminder. And a reminder that I always sort of need a little bit of, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, there's actually more to life than just working. Yeah. And that you have to find other things in your life that you get fulfillment from. Very important. And, uh, so, so as a 24-year-old, I'm really glad that I had those lessons then um, because otherwise I think life could have been very serious. And it was yeah. around about that time where I really found my love for travel and um, you know for a whole lot of new hobbies that... I sort of embraced from that point of view. So um, it was different. It was a different type of uh, line in the sand moment because sure. it was more about me, the person, rather than where I put a lot of my emphasis to that point, which was on m- me, the, the professional, sure. or, or me, the, the, the occupant or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's probably the perfect time to, to bring in one of the questions that I do enjoy asking the people that get to come on, uh, that, that you know, I invite and, and come on my podcast. So one of my biggest kind of analogies that I explain is, is if, you, if you've got to be the mayor, if you've got to be a partner, a fiance, a, um, you know, all these other things, that, that's a lot of hats to wear and it's kind of easy to empty your cup. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about in a lot of my seminars and workshops is fill your cup first yeah. so that you can pour into others, yeah. so that you can be a better mayor, so that you can be a better partner, so that you can be a better, all the hats that you need to wear. So how do you mention travel? You mentioned like you love being outdoors and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So how do you fill your cup? Is it kind of, do you have like morning routine stuff or, or is this something you do every three months you go away and travel or how do you fill your cup? Well, actually I learned this from you and, I, and I'm always very grateful to you for this because um, I invited Brad out on a camp that I ran um, a oh, couple of years ago yeah. and we, we used to run these youth camps and you came out and, and gave this great um, workshop, goal setting workshop. And I had never heard it articulated so clearly. It's, it's such an obvious thing that you have to fill up your own cup first. Um, if you want to sort of be of value to any of the other roles that you fulfill. And uh, so I want to thank you for that because although I sort of uh, always understood the importance of, I guess, working on yourself, uh, to me the idea of filling up your cup was a really good way to be able to kind of justify what sometimes if you don't have the right mindset can feel like a selfish indulgence, right? But when you understand that actually taking time out for yourself isn't you being indulgent, it's actually about giving yourself the chance to be the very best version yes. of yourself. Yes, uh, Then that, that, I think that reframes the whole thing. and It certainly did in my mind, so I'm very grateful to you for that. Oh, um, having said that, uh, travel is definitely a key one. I try mm. to make sure, uh, my partner Skipper and I, we make sure that we go um, away one weekend every month. And Excellent. Uh, we've been together now for nearly five years and every month since we've been together, except for during COVID, which was tricky for us. Um, we made sure that we, we make sure that we go away for a month for a weekend every month. Um, then try and go overseas once a year as well because I think again in terms of those learning experiences, um, overseas travel, being immersed in other cultures, learning about not only the world but through the lens of others yourself is just so important. Um, as I said, being outside is really great. I'm a really crappy surfer, but um, I, I love to try. Um, and I, I just love, you know, we got a little dinghy uh, a few weeks ago. Okay, and so, you know, going out and that's been fun. But but I really, really think you're so right when you talk about this notion of filling up your own cup. I think it's so critical. And uh, we can all, uh, you know, look for and aim for, in your word, success. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think at the end of it all, uh, we're probably none of us are going to look back and say, I really wish I had worked harder. I really wish I had spent more time in the office. And, and again, you know, just kind of reflecting on my dad's words when he's always said to me, you have to sort of think about what you want to remember when you're old and then take steps towards that now. Um, likewise, I think, you know, taking time out for some fun or taking time out um, to do, you know, unproductive things is, is a really healthy thing for us to do. Yes. Uh, I have to practice at that. I'm not necessarily naturally good at that. Yeah. But, um, but my partner Skip, she's amazing at it. She's so good at, uh, you know, balancing big life with uh, focusing on, you know, things that fulfill you and make you happy. And she's always reminding me about, you know, maybe we should take tomorrow off because there's some good swell and whatever. And, there you go. You know, what more? The sky doesn't here. fall in, right? You know, you just do it and it works. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love. By the way, I'm a big fan of hard work. I think that's important. I just don't think it should replace everything in your whole life. Yeah, there are a couple of important things there. With, with you know, on the deathbed, when you're looking back at your life, no one's ever going to say, "I wish I just did ten hour days." Hundred percent. It's yeah. just not going to happen. And a lot yeah. of people have that selfish and negative kind of connotation to looking after themselves yeah. when they just realise if they realise what's something that, that it didn't come natural to me either yeah. it, through my mentors and through um, obviously practicing it it came to me and, and learning the importance and then it actually started benefiting my relationships yeah. started benefiting my business started benefiting my my clients and yeah. then I kind of started thinking okay this is great you know I can I can definitely work to this so yeah it's so interesting that at a at a um, 
until you learn that and understand that it does feel I think you know we're all like taught this that you know when you introduce yourself for the first time to someone you always say you know hi I'm Brad and you know I'm a business owner or hi I'm Reese and you know I'm in local government or whatever um, and I think knowing yourself and being able to uh, be proud of yourself and recognize that other parts of your life are just as important as your work and then focusing on those things and getting good at them and enjoying that time as you said it's so beneficial to your whole life yeah it's so interesting that we have to learn that yeah it is correct there's no courses in school not not having a crack at the program whatsoever but there's no courses in yeah. school there's no classes except for recess and lunch i suppose yeah. but there's definitely no focus on yeah. the looking after yourself um scenario yeah. for sure it's also why I, um i really value what you do in terms of the fitness space because i think again fitness and health is something that we can sometimes put on the back burner yeah. or put second or whatever and uh, i know you know through my time training with you and, and now through dan at your gym um that, that focus time on yourself and looking after your health and your fitness is just as important to filling your own cup as making sure that you, you know, go for a surf or do whatever it is. 100%. And geez, 100%. You know, why is it that we have to relearn that? It's because we're so wired to focus on our output rather than that sense of fulfillment that yeah. comes from being healthy. Yeah, totally agree with you. Absolutely, 110% agree. Um, so just a question, and, and there's no right or wrong answer here, but just from from your day and, and the things that you would have to tick off the to-do list and accomplish in the day, is there anything you do for yourself in the morning? I've, I've spoken to the listeners about morning routine and kind of what I do. Do you have anything in place like that? Or maybe it's a nighttime routine or something you do every day? Yeah, so certainly um, most mornings a week now, I get up and go and do some training. Um, and I find that that it's just a great way not only physically but mentally to yeah. like set up for the day yes and then uh, try and go home and not go straight to work from there so people say oh why don't you just like go to gym on the, go to the gym on the way to the office i like to go home after yeah. the gym um, go and spend a bit of time with skip we'll try and go for a walk or something like that it's a bit harder in winter because it's dark sure. and cold but <laughs> sure. try and do that and and then the other thing is um for us it's just uh making sure that that you know, there's a bit of work on the weekends and stuff, and that's all fine. But but making sure that we really stick to that once a month, going mm. away for a weekend for that yeah, reset. Absolutely, uh, and I, I think routines are really important. Great content, really nice to have the intel and, and kind of the how how you kind of recharge your batteries yeah. and fill your cup and, and yeah. all those things to, to keep you going because yeah. what you need to do in a day is is it's big, it's big time. I so. had a mentor that taught me once as well that make, makes the um, the kind of sometimes fullness of the day a bit easier and that is that you should go into everything with the intention of enjoying it and I love that and, and I often think that that has really helped because again it's easy for us to get into this mindset of like oh I really don't want to do this mm. and you know there's some things as mayor that I have to do that I don't necessarily love but uh, if you kind of go into it with being with your aspiration to enjoy it then usually there's someone that you can connect with in the room where you can have who you can have a great laugh with or um, you know, there's something that you can learn, which I really get a lot of uh, fulfillment out of. So if you sort of go into everything with the idea that you're going to enjoy it or be fulfilled from a component of it, it makes most things a bit easier to handle. A lot more enjoyable than Absolutely. what it would have been. And right? then, you yeah. know, and then it kind of, if you're enjoying it, you're likely not to be sort of dragging your feet through it. Mm. So I think, I think that's another thing that I try as a, as a ritual during the day to remind myself of is 
go into this with the intention of enjoying it. If yeah. you're dragging your feet to the door, you're not giving yourself much chance of going through the door and having a good time. Yeah. Whereas if you rock up at the door going, I'm going to enjoy this, then you'll definitely get something out of it. Yeah, and make sure you feel it as well. Saying it's one thing, and that, that has yeah. you know positive things that impact on the brain and then through the body, but I, if you can feel it, if you can feel it big time, it's just going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Another way that might be uh, might connect with some people is, is doing morning cardio or walking or running on a treadmill. If you're there looking at the time, it's going to take longer. That's right. I know scientifically it's not going to take longer, but yeah. it's not going to be enjoyable. If you go in, podcast or um, Netflix on your phone or whatever, and, and yeah. go in and enjoy it, if there's something you can do to, to have a positive impact on it, it's going to be much more enjoyable. Yeah, and better um, to be doing, you know, listening to the podcast and the Netflix whilst being on the treadmill than doing it and not be on the treadmill, yeah. right? Correct. So, yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Um, inspiration. I've mentioned that you inspired me. From the first time I heard you talk, you were just sensational at public speaking. I always wanted to get into public speaking. It was something to do with the footy club. It was a presentation night. It was a few years ago now, but it's kind of like, who is this guy? He's, you know, he's, he's young, he's good looking. Um, yeah, he talks Jeez, great. Talks absolutely <laughs> sensational. So I, I just kind of, I, I was drawn to you straight away. Um, so you've inspired me. You've had a massive kind of role in, in pushing myself to be a public speaker and stuff like that as well. So, mate, who inspires you? Oh, by the way, I've heard you public speak, and I think you're exceptionally good at it. Thank you, mate. Thank job. you. I appreciate that. Um, I have always had uh, the benefit of mentors. That's one mm. of the ways that I learn I best that. is yeah. through sitting and, and learning from people um, and just talking. Yeah. And so that's something that, that I sort of have always been grateful for, always had really good mentors. Um, I think... I was brought up um, with really, uh, you know, parents that allowed me to learn myself and that um, kind of taught me the value of hard work. So I think foundationally I was pretty lucky because I know lots of people don't have that same sort of benefit. And, and I think, you know, those people we always need to kind of try and help and support. But I was really lucky in those foundational senses. But for me, it's definitely about mentors. Um, it's definitely about kind of just surrounding yourself around good people i love that idea that you know you are the five people that you spend the yeah, most time yeah, with yeah, so, yeah, so I love pick that. your friends and yeah. i know we're both the same age and uh, one of the things that happens i think on the other side of the the terrifying three zero just just on the other side Brad, <laughs> will, uh, is that as you learn about yourself more uh it, you become more comfortable with choosing the people that you want to be around based on how they um help you to feel about yourself rather than out of any sort of status or whatever. Sure. Um, so I definitely think, you know, friends and family, making sure you're around people that make you feel good about yourself is a really good thing. And then the other thing I think about uh, in terms of inspire, uh, you know, things that inspire is we actually live in a time where if you recognise in yourself that you need a bit of inspiration, watch a good TED Talk, listen to a podcast, yeah, great. Um, yeah. read a book or, you know, follow some stuff on Instagram or TikTok that kind of motivates you instead of just cat memes, right? Sure. Um, yeah. So I think, I think it is getting, uh, you know, those, those platforms are all there and, and they've got so much on them, including your stuff that, that is there for, and up for grabs if yeah. you're looking for a place to feel inspired. And, yeah. Um, for some people, I know reading a book is something that you know intimidates them a bit. Well, you know, chuck your AirPods in and have a listen to you know the latest Brad Davis podcast or whatever. Thanks for the plug. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and from that, uh, you know, you'll kind of like it's a staircase thing, so you'll find absolutely that you'll get inspiration from other places. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And just on that, I'm not a massive reader. I never have been. Yeah. Uh, I think the only 
books I've finished up past school were kind of spot Where's Wally and that's about it really Where's Wally is a great book (laughs) there's my inspiration Where's Wally Um, so mate you know I I listen to Audible Audible is really good because you just throw the earpods in the earphones in and and away you go and then you can do your cardio you can go for a walk do whatever you want so great tip Um, mate I guess I could sit here all day and and discuss all these things it's it's fantastic and really great intel I feel very uh, fortunate that we've been able to get Reese on the podcast today and there's just been some absolute gold nuggets Last thing to kind of tidy up, I just want to know kind of what your plans are moving forward. Uh, I know you're into goal setting and, and I bet you've got some some big time goals for yourself, mate. So I'd love to love to hear a couple if you can share. Well, it's an interesting question again, because although I am a goal setter, I find that the longer term goals are harder for me to set. Agreed. I me love too. the yeah. idea. Again, freedom is a driver, right? So sometimes my freedom driver can mean that trying to nail down an idea for the future is quite hard. Um, but in simple terms, I really am inspired about the idea of you know living a big life that is fulfilling and that you know gives me lots of opportunities to try lots of different things. Um, Skipper and I both want to work overseas and you know one day and looking forward to the opportunity to, to do some stuff you know, working in, in other communities. Yeah. Um, right now, the job that I'm in, um, you know I'm really committed to and there's a you know there's a bit of stuff that I want to get done, so hopefully I can do another term as mayor and um, and you know hopefully we can continue to kick goals um, because you know Mandra's a great place to live, and there's some key things that I think we can do to make it an even better place to live. Um, but in terms of you know knowing exactly what the next steps are, well, although I'm a bit of a planner and a bit of a goal setter, I also um, I'm kind of open to awesome. You know what happens next yeah. will happen next. What a great mentality! Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, love it. Very good. I think if um, we spend so much time always focusing on the next thing, it can sometimes erode the um, the enjoyment of the thing the that now. we're doing right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Totally agree with that. Um, mate, let's give Dan a quick plug uh, for training you at the moment because I saw your movements, your deadlifts and your squats the other day. Yeah. Um, mate, you're moving like a superstar. So how's the training going with Dan? Yeah, look, um, it, it's uh, obviously I've, I've had the benefit of training with you and now with Dan. And one of the things that I've enjoyed about training with you both is, you know, it's not just about like rock up, here's the program, get it done. Uh, there's a deeper level mm. of commitment. You know, Dan will message me on a Sunday saying, you know, how, how is sometimes he checks in on how I'm eating or, you know, it's great, how many yeah. beers did you have? Yeah. Oh, shit, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just can't, under, I can't uh, really understate the importance or overstate the importance of uh, focusing on that fitness stuff. For me, it's been quite transformational. And I think, uh, you know, I had tried lots of times in my life, and I said this to you when I first met you, to find motivation in that fitness space. Mm. But I was looking for the wrong reasons. Mm. I was looking out of vanity. I was looking out of, um, like, one day I'll achieve this. Yeah. And what I learned from you and what I've learned from Dan is it's not about that. It's actually about continuous improvement. But it's just about giving your your head uh, and your heart and your, your body in general the chance to uh, have a moment mm. uh, to become stronger in all senses of the word. And, and I've loved it. So That's great. And, and he is... So so uh, talented at what he does, Dan. Dan would have to be the most technically advanced coach at BDPT. He's very silent. We call him the Humble, silent, right? silent assassin. Yeah. You know, and when people's in, uh, someone's in pain, one of the clients on the floor after a hundred million burpees, yeah. Dan's just got no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. He's he's a caring guy, but yeah. he's just he's just there to do a job. Very technically advanced. But he also does this thing when I'm training with him, where he'll say to me. Oh, just move your feet slightly out or just slightly move that thing there. And it'll change the whole it'll change the whole exercise. And you know, I've found it really like upper body strength is always a bit of a challenge for me. 
or now he's got me, you know, doing chin-ups and uh, just loving the progress yeah. because he chunked it down. All right, this is how we're going to go from where we are to where you want to get to one step at a time. Um, and there's nothing like gimmicky about his training style. It's just, you know, we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to do squats, deadlifts. We're going <laughs> to, you know, yeah, he's all about the squat. That guy. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. He <laughs> Can loves we do it, some yeah. upper body maybe? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing really good stuff there. Uh, mate, yeah, very, very uh, fortunate to have all the coaches on board, but Dan's definitely a, a valid team member, mate. So, Reese, mate, thank you so much for thanks, your time. Man. I know you're busy, so we'll uh, let you go. I'm trying not to be busy, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I really enjoyed the time, so thank uh, you. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Super, super fortunate to have Mr. Mayor Reese Williams on today's podcast. The way he talks, I really, really, really enjoyed that one. I really enjoy all of them, but this one has a has a different different type of depth to it. So, guys, I really hope you took something out of it. Any questions, please feel free to reach over any social media or email or whatever contact details you have. Guys, hope you enjoyed, and always remember to stay successful.